0: Long before dawn, Torgil awoke, chewing his beard. For today was the day of his hearing for something he knew wasn't exactly right, but wasn't so clearly wrong. As he waded into the morning's light, now spilling over the fjord's wall and into the valley, he pled in his heart to mercy. He was joined by his neighborly accuser, who talked blithely about getting this matter settled, and who hoped Torgill wouldn't take this personally. Now, it was the law of the village that all cases would be heard by three judges. The first judge prepared to meet the day. This man's only love was blind justice. He even balanced his breakfast on her scales. His morning prayer was for the solemnity of justice. The second judge awoke at dawn precisely and decisively, for he pared down all things with justice's sword. Indeed, in his tremendous economy of words, many in town thought he was mute. He trusted wholeheartedly in justice's decision. Finally, the third judge set out, a jaunty fellow, He had adopted justice as his chosen mother, and he ever sought to advance her cause. His cry was for the victory of justice. Now, the three judges expected a routine day, apportioning fate, solemnly, decisively, and victoriously. But Mercy? She had heard Torgill's plea, and she would make mischief. So it was that Judge Solemnity ascended the courthouse stairs and noticed that his trousers were descending. He had lost a button. Now, he was loath to look foolish, so he said, I shall keep my hands on my hips and, holding up my trousers, look especially authoritative when I pass judgment. Meanwhile, as Judge Decision looked over his papers, he dipped his pen in his coffee and drank his ink. (laughs) Loath to look foolish. He said, I shall simply take an especially grim visage today and so hide my teeth. Victory, coming last, heard a squawk and felt a splat right over his heart. He said, I shall keep my hand over my heart today and I will look especially ardent for good justice. Thus, at the appointed time, solemnity, Decision and victory looked furtively at one another before taking their seats to decide Torgill's fate. Torgill's neighborly accuser sat next to him, and the sentencing began. Solemnity suggested a modest penance of labor. Torgill's accuser looked satisfied, and Torgill himself sighed with relief. But victory noticed grim, decision's grim face and suggested imprisonment. Torgel and his accuser shifted uneasily. Solemnity grew more serious and suggested extending that sentence for life. Victory not to be outdone suggested death. Torgel and his accuser shook with fright. Solemnity finally stood, threw his hands up and said the decision, what do you say? Well, Solemnity's trousers seized this opportunity and rushed to the floor. (laughs) Victory roared with laughter and pointed. So that decision, seeing that Victory had been so decorated by the bird, opened his grim face and howled at their ridiculousness. Solemnity, in spite of himself, couldn't resist cackling at decision's inky maw. And so the judges laughed and laughed and seemed to forget to apportion Torgel his fate. Even Torgel and his neighborly accuser were tempted to sit and chortle, but they dared not linger, and Torgel's accuser bundled him into the day.